What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's goody? Um, not to take a, what, two-week hiatus just because, well, one, it was lockdown so we can go into the office and we didn't want to do Zoom. But then when we were ready to come back, there was a power outage at the university and it fried UMFM system. So hopefully this is the last one on Zoom. You know, we're allowed back in the offices. Uh, hopefully they get their parts sorted out. But yeah, it's been uh, three weeks since you've heard from us. So Tina, why don't you tell the listener what you've been up to? Truly been a while. Glad to be back. Excited to, well, you know, this is better than nothing. Um, and yeah, like you said, hopefully we're back in the studio next week or um, whenever UMFM has um, has their power outage thing figured out. Yeah, man, like it's been three weeks. Whole bunch of th- stuff has been happening. Um, it's actually convenient because over the past three weeks, it's been quite busy, at least on my end, um, with conferences. I had two in a row that I went to COCA and then Circularity and then obviously everything else that's usually involved with marketing, sponsors, um, orientation, planning orientation, and, you know, just the regular stuff. I think, like you, I'm just checking out my board report right now that uh, that I finished today and just seeing what else has been going on. But yeah, yeah, it's been a busy time, but an exciting time nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I won't get into the UMSU stuff quite yet, but like, yeah, like you, I was back-to-back conferences as well, completely different ones. But I think what I want to update the listener on is the vegetarian diet. Uh, now it's ended, uh, yeah, I guess two weeks ago now, but physically I felt great that during the whole thing. But yeah, um, just tough because I'm a picky eater. Now, as soon as I finished, I don't know what, I don't even like hot dogs that much, but I don't know what the hell happened. I ate nine hot dogs in five days. And actually, I just had a hot dog for lunch now, too. I think I only stopped eating hot dogs because I went to my cottage uh, for the weekend, which is another good thing that happened, like, within the past two weeks is the border finally opened. Um, I, I, okay, I have to ask. I didn't want to ask myself, but I've been convinced that I absolutely must ask. So the last episode or one of the previous episodes, you said you were on the veggie diet, but you didn't eat any vegetables. Yeah. I have a listener who's wondering how that works. Um, can you tell them? I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just never ate a vegetable. I don't know. Like I, I listed the foods that I was eating at the time and yeah, a vegetable wasn't one of them. Now here's the crazy thing. Since the vegetarian diet, I've had not a lot. Okay. I've had like maybe three vegetables. I had some asparagus. I had some, um, actually that was it. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this just happens, but I just, I don't like vegetable. Well, like I do, I just don't readily come across them. I don't know. It's weird. It's not my fault. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, at least you address that one for them and we can, we can go on to other things. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, yeah, just really good news with COVID is, um, you know, our, our cases now, it's been three straight days of under a hundred in Manitoba. And like today it was 33 in Winnipeg. So, you know, pretty soon we're gonna get new health orders and i think i don't think we'll go as crazy as alberta, alberta and saskatchewan i don't know if you heard you know there are there are no masks anymore but i do think we are going to get because we're another prairie province that well has a conservative government i think we're gonna see like more less restrictions than even ontario like just like even though their third wave has been over for a little while now i think we're gonna go full yeah open everything up yeah man it, it is looking quite positive and like you said cases are going down 
Um, my only concern, though, and I'm actually curious how you think about the, what you think about this is I've been watching or at least reading news articles about how we need to have a higher level of vaccinated people because of the variant. How do you feel about that and also, you know, taking away masks? So I don't wait right now. Uh, Manitoba is like 72 percent uh, first dose facts. I don't think that's getting higher than 75. There's yeah, one in one in four people are anti-vaxxer. They're not, they're not gonna get it, they're never gonna get it. So at some point we have to realize, well, we can't stay in lockdown forever waiting for higher numbers because they'll never come. I think by this time next year, we won't even hit 80. Like we will, we will go like yeah, we'll go years with never hitting 90. Um that's just how it is. So I think this is the right time. I think 72% is like our ceiling and it's time to open things up. Now, in terms of masks it really isn't that hard to wear a mask inside places. So I don't think we, that's why I'm saying we don't go as crazy as Saskatchewan or Alberta. Please, let's keep wearing masks. It's not a big deal. We're, it's been a year of it now too. We're used to it. They're all in our cars. Uh, we know to bring them. But when it, yeah, like when it comes to like doing like, yeah, I, I think we should open everything up, like open casinos again, whatever, wear a mask in a casino. But, you know, we're not going to get any more vaccinated. This province isn't. So it, it's time for it to be like, OK, everyone get their second dose and we're good. And if you get COVID at this point, it's on you. Actually, me and my mom were talking about this morning. I mm -hmm. think people that get COVID uh, should be on the hook for the bill for it. It, it make it become like dental work or, or optometrist. You know, if there, there's a vaccine why you shouldn't be have the access to the universal healthcare system if you're getting COVID at this point. If you got, if you got COVID and you, you can prove you're a double vaxxed, that's fine. That should be a burden on the taxpayer system. That's not your fault. But at this point, if you're not vaccinated, you're getting COVID, you should foot the bill for that. Now, I think they should implement that a little bit later because not everyone's double dosed yet. But, but definitely, I think the lottery for, yeah, the lottery incentive that ends in September. I think after that, after September, yep, you're on the hook for COVID. Carrot then stick. That's a great idea. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And especially because, yeah, once you're at a point where people have no excuse pretty much, and you know, we're saying it's near every pop-up clinic or whatever, and it's not that hard to get to, why are you not vaccinated? You should pay for it yourself. 100 percent Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And uh, and again, like there are so many places to go get vaccinated right now. My friend Matt actually drove to Morden because in Morden they have a 10% vaccine uptake rate right now. So they are begging people to come take those vaccines. So, so he, he drove there to get a second dose early. Ah, should have known. Um, I heard about that. Now, okay, this is what I'm really very curious about. And kind of that's the question I asked before, because it's those places, you know, places like modern or whatever, however you say that, yeah. uh, 10% of people vaccinated. That's where the variant is going to go crazy, right? That's when it's good. That's where it's going to grip and it passes like crazy. So I don't know. I really feel like it's just a matter of time, or, or at least it could mutate at a point where, um, you know, the vaccines aren't working anymore and we need to get vaccinated again. Hopefully that doesn't happen, of course, but that's kind of just a concern in the back mm -hmm. of my mind. No, you're absolutely right. The problem, there's two problems with it. No matter what you do, there's always going to be a bunch of people that will refuse to get vaccinated. You can't do anything about that. And even if Manitoba did something about that, who's to say that that variant doesn't happen like in the States, you know, like the States are 50% vaccinated, 50, they're at 52. And they've said they've opened up everything. They don't care anymore. So at least it's good to know that Manitoba at least got to 72 before they're thinking open everything up. But yeah, like that's just the opinions now. It's like, there's so many people that aren't going to get vaccinated. So we can't just like punish the people who are vaccinated anymore by staying in lockdown. We just got to open everything up and go back to normal life at this point. 
Truly, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think it's okay for a place like Winnipeg, right? If it's like 70, 80% of people, mm-hmm. I think maybe, fact check this, uh, maybe the herd immunity does come, but definitely not when it's 20, 25%. So, yeah. hey, we'll yeah. see. Anyways, let's get to some fun things and then we'll get into some answer news. Tino, do you believe the notion that opposites attract when it comes to relationships? Yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not a devout subscriber to the notion, but I can see aspects of that. Why do you ask? Oh, uh, I guess just for me personally, I've mm. always, you know, dated people who are the complete opposite of me. Not, not the complete opposite. So I think how it works is like you gotta just at least agree on moral things and just like mm. some baseline things. You know, do you want to get married? Like you have to agree on that kind of thing. But when it comes to like how you live, for the most part, how you live your life, it's best to be opposites in those regards. One, because then you just like learn a different lifestyle. Like you, I'll just give the example, me not a vegetarian dating someone who is vegetarian. It's cool. You get to like see that different lifestyle. And like, I see myself every day. Why would I want to date someone that's the exact same as me? (laughs) I hang out with myself every day. I don't want to hang out with the exact replica of me. True. No, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, you need... You need someone who's exciting, who can kind of push your boundaries a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I think I, I see that in your exes. I think your exes are hot. You're not. So you got to keep that going. Sorry, I needed to find a place to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, see, now that's going to be the biggest laugh of the episode, not the joke of the week for now. Yeah, I, I would say this, though, um, to well, first of all, I should say I am locked up now. Hey. You know, I know, I think like the second last episode we did, I was kind of going through it at the end there, but yeah, <laughs> things, have changed, things have changed, but anyways, the, um, um, I like, like the opposites attract things. So it's, it's funny because my best friend, Matt, pretty opposite for me too. You know, I'm outgoing. I'm like emotional. He's very much self-reserved, introverted. And then the person I'm dating now is, is like that is like um you know keeps to themselves kind of things i'm like wow i'm like dating matt but then i look at matt's girlfriend and identical to me and like we're good me like me and her are good friends but we yeah like we'd never work out together because we're too similar but it's just so funny to think like matt is dating the girl version of me and i'm dating the girl version of matt and it's just like yeah just opposites attract in that sense i guess i think it's actually interesting because i think what also plays into that is expectations so mm-hmm. if you do something exciting or at least something exciting that, um, you know, something you don't find exciting and you do it and you actually have a good time, then you're going to have a much better time than if you do something that you thought was going to be nice. And then it's like, okay. That's so, so true. Yeah. And you can get like surprised by things. You're so right. Yeah. Okay. Expectation. Um, okay. Here's another question for you. How mm-hmm. does Advil and Tylenol, mm, well, I don't know how Tylenol works. Never, ever, ever actually had Tylenol. But how does Advil know which part of the body to go to for pain? It doesn't. How does it work then? It, um, so it, it, it's a molecule that fits into a specific place. So it's just vibing and then it just happens to fit at the place. Where there's pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think the way it works is that it got it gets break, it broken down in your stomach and then blood, and then the blood is just vibing going around places, ah. and then it reaches the brain and it just happens. Like I think I I'd like to think that's how it works, but it's yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably like pain is a conformational change in an enzyme that then is 
uh, that Advil can then react with. So, so like, if, yeah, if I had pain in my elbow, you know, there's blood in my elbow. So while it won't have any effect in my brain, even though it is in the brain, it'll have effect on that. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, well, I don't know if that, we all know, I don't know if that's true, but like, I'll take your word for it and I'll believe you. Um, it seems like it, it makes sense. I don't know. Maybe we're going to be proven wrong next week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, email us uh, two science majors here and uh, we don't know how Advil works. Confident. Well, you're pretty confident about it. So we have pharmacy students that listen to this. So they're probably listening right now, just going, oh my goodness, this my, my second best friend just graduated pharmacy and is now a licensed pharmacist. Why am I, why am I not asking him? Why am I asking him? <laughs> um, Okay, I have, a, I have a question for you. Does this sound shallow? If I was to say, um, I'm only dating you, wait, the only reason I'm, hmm, sorry, I keep messing this. I wouldn't be dating her if she wasn't attractive. Is that, see, here's the weird thing. It sounds shallow, but like, wait a minute. Why would it? That's everyone. Everyone dates the person they're attracted to. Hold on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, it's it's not shallow. I agree with you. But there's things like that. There's things that are like you say them and they sound like they should be wrong, but it's not. You're right. Like, you know, some people you're attracted to, some people you're not. That's just how yeah. it is. I said that to <laughs> I'm I said that to one of my friends. Like I like acknowledge, like, oh, this sounds shallow, but I wouldn't be dating her if she wasn't attractive. And then like my friend looked at me and she's like, wait, isn't that like everyone though? Like yeah, hold on. Why would you date someone you're not attracted to? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, I, I would go as far as to say that it's not shallow at all. Yeah, no, I don't think it's shallow at all either. It just sounds. We can admit that it just sounds that way though, but it's not. Um, okay, another question for you. Mm-hmm. Why? So, yeah, why for us is it only accept- acceptable to play on play structures at night now? <laughs> Because it's yeah. very weird if you're doing it during the day. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I just think like, do we even want to play on play structures during the day? Like, it seems like they're only appealing at night, though, now as quote-unquote adults. It's the drugs. It's because you're usually drunk and you're walking home. And then you're like, hmm, I'm, uh, I'm going there. It's mm-hmm. the drugs. You're right. Fair it's enough. It's 100% the drugs. It's the okay. idol drugs. I guess you never thought of it like that. I, I haven't been one on one at night while sober in any. You got to the bottom of it for me. Thank you. Because I was playing on one last week. And, well, the other one, but the other type of impairment. But yeah, I was like, I was just like, like, they're like, why can't, why am I only allowed on this at nighttime? Like I should, I, as a 24 year old man should still be able to like use this publicly funded you know my taxes go towards this place structure <laughs> i should be able to like hang out on this but then uh you just got to the bomb of it you actually you proved my yeah thank you tino you actually uh <laughs> you <gave> <laughs> responsibly. um okay three more questions mm. uh actually more of a comment what like people that post on their story like they post on their instagram and then they take that post and they put it on their story. What do you think of those people? Ish, like, I don't know. I have, I have deep feelings about those people. Um, those people get ranked with people who have themselves as their screen, like their wallpaper. I don't know. I kind of I kind of lump those people like together in the same category. 
They're they're worse than people with a private Instagram but a public Fisco. Oh, oh my god! I I would argue that I don't know. Got gotta make that bank though. Like, do you? But it's I don't know. I wouldn't do it. It's uh, it's just a little. I already feel very awkward about uh, seeking attention. That like, if I post and I'm seeking attention, and I also post it to my story, I feel. I just what what's that doing for anyone? Because people are <laughs> gonna see your they, they're gonna see your post on their feed before they see your story. Like no one's like actually looking at stories, and being like, "Oh my god, how I missed this post!" Like no, that's not how it works. People see less stories than they do posts. I think it depends. Huh? I'm actually finding out that people use Instagram differently. Like mm-hmm. apparently, some people. Well, this is something that I never ever do is go onto the feed and then just start scrolling. Um, just looking at the suggested posts and all that. Apparently some people do that on the, on the daily. So oh. that's interesting to me. Wow. I never yeah. looked through like the discover page. No. I, that's what it's called. The discovery page. Yes. Um, yeah. Some people do that. And wow. I open up, look at the first five posts, maybe open the, the first three stories then get off and come back 30 minutes later and do the end. I think I I think mine is especially messed up because I never use it. It's usually just like the, the same thing. More often than not, it's like a Chelsea thing, like four or five Chelsea posts, and then that's pretty much it. You're following too many Chelsea accounts, or is this the discovery page? That's the discovery page. Oh. I think hashtags. So so no, well yeah, Instagram knows what you've opened before, like clicked on, and yeah, yeah they're just feeding you the Chelsea stuff. I mean, fair play to Instagram; they're doing what you like, so. They're trying, but, you know, still collecting a lot of my information. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. If you could tell yourself one thing. Oh, sorry. Tell your, uh, oh, my God. It's so hard to with this. One year ago, like, if you could go back in time one year ago and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, what's one year ago? What is it? June? So last June. Ooh. It's a hard one. I might, I might tell myself that we're gonna, um, we're not going to come back until after I don't know the winter or the full term. Might be something along those lines, uh, because I think around this time, June last year, I was still very optimistic, still very much, you know, it could be back in the fall, it could be back in the winter. You know, it's not bad, especially after the cases kind of were going down as they are, they are right now. I think I was very, very positive. Not that I'd tell myself to be <laughs> you're positive. <laughs> I would I'd tell myself to be more uh, realistic about how the cases are probably going to go up and then set my mind frame that way. Damn. You kind of took my answer because I was going to say, like, I liked how my life turned out. I would not change a single thing kind of thing. But I would tell myself, don't get sad. You're going to go into two more lockdowns. Because I, I think I was just like very well, the November one didn't really like hurt me too bad. But this like past May one, this April, May one very much destroyed me. And I wish like I, I were if I was more prepared for it, because, yeah, we were all excited. Like, you know, things were opening back up in March. And we thought like, okay, we're gonna have a good summer. And then to go back to lockdown, it very much hurt me a lot. So, so I would just tell myself like, Hey, don't be upset. You know, 10 months from now, it'll all work out. Things will be good. But yeah, just lots changed in a year. Lots changed, lots of mistakes. Um, You know, like you're noting there that we had another lockdown in March when things were looking so good, so positive. But if you look back to like news articles back then, so, so many people were saying that uh, we're making a mistake by loosening things. 
And to have those people be terribly right is just, it's a little frustrating to be honest, because we could have been here. We could have been at this point where the sun is out, we're enjoying ourselves. We could be together right now, actually, yeah. to be honest, if, uh, if we hadn't opened up and all that. And even in November too, people were saying the same thing in September, you know, be careful with the opening. Sure, it's just one case, be careful, but... I don't know. What did we get to? The highest, the peak peak with the third wave? Well, we got over 600 in a day, like at one time in May. Right? And if I was to tell you that when we had one case, that would be like, no, we're not. 600 cases in May? That's insane. But it was avoidable. I mean, you know, obviously, like we we, we always talk about here that, um, you know, there's a lot of things to balance behind the scenes, but just so, so much done wrong. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, so like that's why it would have been nice to yeah go back in time and tell tell myself what the hindsight was. But yeah, it's fine. I mean, like we can be positive about the fact that uh, thing. I think I think we're gonna have a similar July to last year. We had like we had when we went on our exec retreat last year in July. There was zero. There was three straight days of zero cases. So it was it was a good time back then. Uh, hopefully, we get to that again. Fingers crossed for sure. Um, okay, actually, um, we'll move on to Amsu um, News, but I do actually still have a red flag. We haven't played red flag game in a while. If not. So let's say you're dating for a year. I think a year is appropriate. Okay. No, we'll go six months. So it's a newer relationship for the most part, six months. Um, and, you know, it's been kind of a relaxed one kind of thing you know you guys don't hang out for fun it's not one of those like let me lean on you like oh if i have a bad day i'm going to rant to you it's it's more of like oh yeah good vibes positive then um you know six months you're like let's get a little more serious like let's like you know this might be going somewhere and you ask them what like to like things about their past like things like oh like you know lots about them already kind of what kind of person they are but like like, oh, like, what, you know, I don't know, previous relationships, previous encounter, sexual encounters, previous, you know, I don't know, like, even even asking if, like, they had ever had surgery, just, like, stuff, random stuff from the past, and they don't want to say, give you any info. Basically, they're saying, like, you met me six months ago, you're only going to know things about me from that point on. That's a red flag. Red There's flag? A- Not a deal breaker, though? Hmm. Maybe not a deal breaker, but it's a red. It's it's a it's a warning. It's a big warning sign that six months, right? Six months. If it's if it's still the same after like I don't know two months, eight weeks of like trying to show that I'm being serious about it and I'm committing and all that, and still absolutely nothing. I think I think then it will be a deal breaker. But red flag for sure. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean. Kind of similar thought. I think I'm more a little more um, on the deal breaker side of just like, you know, if you're not going to tell me things, I'm out. Like, because ultimately those things are going to come up anyways, eventually, <laughs> you know, it's so I'd rather know it then than like go four years down the road and find out something fucked up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> something messed up. <sighs> Whatever. One take. I won't even ask you to edit that out. Um, yeah. Just like that's going to hurt even more. It's like, to like find out later than like 
then then kind of thing because i do think i think it's almost more of a like deal breaker if you were to not tell me that if you were to tell me something really bad six months in because i could get over it at that point but then like i'd be even way more hurt like two years down the road finding out and be like you could have told me that and this wouldn't have been a problem but now i'm like really upset about it yeah stuff mm-hmm. like that okay no i mean i can i can definitely respect respect that because yeah i mean six months into a relationship should you really be keeping yourself um kind of closed off or should you be a little bit more open obviously you don't have to tell everyone everything i mean the person everything after six months but little pieces right and and, yeah yeah and you don't have to tell them unprompted too but i think like there's a level of respect after six months like hey like i want to know like uh do you still have both your grandparents i don't know it's just stupid stuff like that but like if i'm getting no info from you it's tough like what are you hiding it's even worse now my imagination's raging it's probably worse I'm thinking worse things than what's actually up. Well, hopefully you're with someone who tells you if they have grandparents or not, and that's surprised <laughs> in personal information. So, luckily, that has not been a problem. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Um, maybe the other things, though. Anyways, <laughs> we'll get onto some Umsu news now. Um, I believe that's everything I had before Umsu news. Yes. Okay. I'll let you go first. You know, <laughs> you know, you just finished your board report today, so. I did. Yeah. I mean, I think I pretty much covered it uh, when we started. Please do mm. check out my board report if you're listening to this. Check it out. It's on the website. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be posting it too on Instagram now. We're going to be trying to get the students more engaged. Yes, yes, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, just been very busy with conferences. They've been taking my time up proper. Um like, I think I talked about this last year too, but it's just so different because you're in the same workspace and then, you know, you still have that, oh, I should check my Im- uh, my inbox, my emails and all that. But it's still very busy. Um, we had those discussions last week. We talked about the university's climate action plan. We sat down with different groups. One of them was uh, your group, Brendan, which was exciting. Gathered that up, put that into notes. Oh, what else did we get done? A couple of sponsorships meetings and the takeover with uh, Umesa yesterday, which was nice. So, yeah, no, it's been a busy month. We've been caught up, but I'm excited about July. Probably going to take some time off, finally enjoy some of the sun. And um, I want to travel somewhere. It's been too long. So, yeah. Speaking of travel, yeah. I actually booked a flight to Toronto for end of August or near mid-August. It's more mid-August. Gonna okay. spend a Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Toronto, do some Canada's Wonderland. The real reason is the the CFL announced their schedule, and uh, you know I haven't missed a bomber game in twenty eight straight games, or at least home game. And yeah, we have three home games in August. Usually we only get one or two, so I'm very pumped about that. Gonna be some nice weather for bomber games, and then yeah, their third game of the season is in Toronto, so I'm gonna fly to Toronto just to watch it. That's gorgeous. No, I'm excited for you. I was thinking Montreal for myself around the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been wanting to go to Quebec for a while. So we'll see how that happens or at least works out. Fingers crossed. Really cheap. I got round trip for um, 160. Yeah. Yeah. 160 round trip. Did we talk? Okay. So I know we rarely talk about economics on your finance, but do we talk about... um, Air Canada stock and how it plunged last year because, well, you know, people wanted their money. But what was your take on that? We did talk about it. I have no idea. My take. What what do you mean, my take? Like, yeah, of course it plummeted. Yeah, I mean, like, of course it did. Fair enough. And 
it would have, but people were really overreacting. At least my take was that people were really overreacting about the flights and and all of that because, um, well, I mean, some of the smaller uh, airways have been wrecked now, but Air Canada, WestJet, some of those bigger ones, they were never going to go anywhere. I mean, they're here now and people are getting flights like crazy because they're so cheap. So I don't know. I don't think that flight in the flight industry is dead or anything, at least. God, no, the, the whole economy was down. I don't know why you'd be freaking out about the airline being down. What, cruise ships are down too. Is cruise ships are always down. Cruise, cruise ships are, are a special situation. But it was like, I don't know, they got a media storm and Warren mm-hmm. Buffett even sold his airline stock and everyone was just like, ah, oh, your flight is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, no, it's not. People are going to be like back first thing soon as they can so yeah i mean like uh hate to bring this up but yeah like september 11th like after that happened everyone was saying like never fly again kind of thing um it was yeah like my parents talked about lots that used like air travel used to be so much easier like there was no customs there's no security in that like you could walk someone like if you're dropping someone off at the airport you could walk them all the way to the gate and now (laughs) now you just drop them off at the front of the airport because there's so much security and yeah so everyone was saying like well now air travel's like yeah back then dead it's just like not as cool to fly anymore it's yeah but it bounced back and it's going to COVID after COVID too can't wait to get back on the plane it's been two years since I've been on one same it's going to be really good to travel again and yeah I'm just sad I should have I should have bought some (laughs) air Canada stuff I was looking at it the other day and I was like bounce back I knew it was going to bounce back should have bought some yeah hindsight's always (laughs) 2020 it's true this is very true anyway Back on to uh, AMSU news. Um, we filled out our committees, AMSU committees. So thank you to all the individuals who uh, applied. We still actually have uh, two spots on judicial if the listener wants to be a part of an AMSU committee and help us in our operations. You get to be the bosses of us on judicial. 100%. Yes, it, uh, judicial is about making sure that we're doing our jobs. So please, please uh, apply and be a part of that. I mean, if you already listen to this podcast, you're kind of already checking in on us to seeing if we're doing our jobs, <laughs> putting out content. At least, at least I hope you are. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, something that's big that's coming through the pipelines is OERs. Um, so Tino, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, the University of Manitoba's textbook policy was up for review, and me and Emily submitted um, a re- recommendation to change it to better include OERs and have uh, profs. Uh, uptake them more and yeah like the university has a dedicated librarian for OERs now and yeah we sat down with campus Manitoba who who does a lot of OER stuff and they basically said like anytime a prof's interested send them to us and we'll help them and we already have that some physics profs have reached out being like we want to do OERs and we've been able to direct them to campus Manitoba so that's exciting stuff. That is very exciting. No, this is very, very good. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with that, but I wasn't um, fully caught up. But that's so exciting. OERs are really, really good. And I think now is the time, considering that uh, everyone is a little bit more receptive to online learning and online resources and all that. So very exciting. Hopefully we can get students to push their professors as well and uh, direct them towards that resource and make sure that you know, we're not uh, perpetuating $200 textbooks because that's that's really silly. Exactly. Um, yeah, the last thing I'll say is like, I also went on two conferences. So the student care one and then the castle one. I believe I talked with the castle one just because that's when we officially joined. Uh, what's cool though is 
Um, we've been able, me and Emily have been able to stay in contact with these student union leaders. Uh, we're actually friends with them now. We have get togethers now bi-weekly. And it's just really cool to meet, you know, something that we weren't able to do this year or this past year is go to conferences and meet basically people who are in our, our same positions, just at different student unions and learn how they operate. So uh, even though we are with smaller schools, I believe one school is 2000. Uh, there were some schools, I think it's McEwen, that's 19,000. So like we were, we like bonded with them. It's just like, oh, like what services do you offer? Like what things can we implement? And it's just really good to connect with them and then work off each other kind of thing. Um, also, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like, you know, you make a friend in a different city. And uh, I know you want to go to Montreal, Tina. We would have been in Montreal last year for stu the student care um, conference. I'm sure you would have actually made friends with like the people of uh, University of Montreal and McGill and that you'd have a place to stay when you went there. Like now. I would have. I mean, missed opportunity, but so sad. I mean, so very sad. I what I say, I agree with you. It's kind of similar with Coca as well, because it is kind of my position and Savannah's position and yeah. a whole bunch of those people coming together. And yeah, exact same thing. How do you run these services? How do you market things and all that? And there's always something to learn from other schools. So excited mm -hmm. to have those opportunities. Yeah, I meant to. Yeah. So that's it for Amsu News. But Tino, I got quite another question for you. you. Did you get your second shot yet? Not yet. I need to get that done. Do you have the appointment for it yet? I have to call, so that's oh. that is keeping me away. Okay, so here's here's a, here's the actual situation, and I'm a little bit lax about it. So Alicia only got her first shot yesterday because mm -hmm. she's been playing games, and honestly, so she can only get her second shot in 28 days, and mm -hmm. then we have to wait two weeks before we can actually do anything. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I have six weeks before, well, four weeks before I can get. Uh, until I have to get my second shot. So, yeah. Well, that's absolutely fair. And, like, well, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, Alicia, for waiting this long to get the first dose. But, no, that's fair about the second. Because you you got the you got some immunity after the first. And, yeah, with you specifically, Tino, nothing in your life is going to change by getting the second dose earlier than Alicia's getting her second dose. So take it's, your time. It's not. And I'm, I'm actually, like, well, I'm, I'm actually a little upset because we could have traveled now, right? That was the whole point of getting vaccinated ASAP. Could have set something up for like late July. That's a great time to travel. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot happening. And yeah, now we're just, we're just here and not, you know, being broke in Montreal, which is, which sounds lovely to me. So. That's, that's rough. I think, you know, she's going to make it up to you somehow. She has to. She owes you one big time. Um, is, sorry, the thing is, we're supposed to go last year. The plan was to go last year, but last year was last year. And you know, I was like, oh, you know, this year is looking very positive. And then, yeah, well, you know, we can wait another year, Brendan. It's okay. That's what I've been telling her. Montreal, Montreal waited 20 years for me, so it can it can wait another one year. It's fine. I think Montreal's kind of scared of you. I don't think it wants you. <laughs> you might tear up that town a little too much. Do you think Montreal caused a pandemic so that I'd stay away? Yeah, they're like, we can't have that madman coming in here. We won't, uh, our city will never be able to recover from Tino shenanigans. That's so funny. See, it, it's so funny because um, we had to be reserved when we first started our, our term because we wanted to be respectable. But next time we're in person and we're allowed in-person events, I just, I think they're like, we, we have the best excuse. We have the very best excuse. Tino, like, we need a Frost Fest. Like, I want to be going 
absolutely insane in that multi-purpose room. Goodness. We, we just, we have the perfect excuse. Like it's been two years, cut us a, cut us a break. Okay. Yeah. Give I also it. think, you know, we're kind of like, I mean, I'm not rerunning. I'll be, I've given a year and a half at that time. I'll be giving a year and a half of my absolute best effort towards Umsu. Let me cut loose one night. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Are you going to get sacked? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Are you, are you trying to get fired the next morning? Is that how you're living it up? <laughs> if you don't get fired, that you didn't make it? It'd be, uh, it'd be me saying, you can't afford to fire me. <laughs> That's the goal, I guess, though. Work, it's work hard, play hard. So, I, you know, prove, prove that I deserve to play hard. And, yeah, we'll have fun that Frost Fest. Hopefully, we'll be, actually be able to do it. Yeah, I'm very positive about it. It will, it will be great. It will be fun. And everyone will want to come out, right? Because it's been forever since we've gotten together. Exactly. People want to see their friends again, their, uh, their school peers. Um, all right. Let's wrap things up. Um, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Uh, because the pee is silent. Very good. God damn it. Now I feel like I have to come up with another one. You do. You have to you have to make sure that it's like above me. Those are the good ones, the ones that I don't understand. <laughs> the one where you're like, oh, like you don't even realize like I'm telling you a joke. Like this no, kind of completely over my head. The Sweden one, like, oh, the the CEO of IKEA became the prime minister. He's building his cabinet. And you're like, oh no way. I was so excited too. Like I had such excitement in my voice. I love international politics. I'm like, <sighs> this is interesting news. But oh well. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, indeed. Okay, let me see. Uh, um. Okay, singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. <laughs> You're a thespian, so I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> And yeah, soap opera. Okay, I'll, I'll take that one, and it will get, I'll get a six and a half. Actually, actually, new rating system. So you get a point. Um, you get your your score, but for failing with the first one, you get uh, minus two points. So yeah. four and a half. Um, just work on your game a little bit there, just as feedback for you. But uh, you're trying, which is good. I can see I, that. <laughs> I have never heard that pterodactyl one before, so I'm surprised you heard it. I don't know where I heard it, but yeah. Must yeah. Have um, this week's song of the week has some backstory. So, like, do you know Avril? You know Avril Lavigne, right? You do know Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think she's like recognized enough. First of all, Canadian, which is kind of awesome. Second of all, she was the youngest female solo artist to ever have a number one single in Canada and the U.S. and the U.K interesting youngest yeah she was so she was it's and it's was happening in a time like yeah early 2000s where like young people can get discovered much easier now you know you you go sing on tiktok at the age of 15 you're discovered by the age of 16 but she was she she had an audition tape on vhs that's how she got discovered um at the age of 15 she signed a contract at 16 and yeah 17 released her album that then had the song complicated which is the song of the week uh hit number one so just like very cool to to in that day and age be the youngest person to or be so young and hit and like have a album crush like that yeah no good for her that's awesome she um so was she just like a natural prodigy is she just that good or 
Was it? Yeah. Honest to God, yeah. I, I would say that she could end up on a coin one day. <laughs> Once we get rid of the monarchy and there's no more queen on the back of the coin, put Avril Lavigne on there. Yeah, Tino's doing thumbs down on the camera. Down with the monarchy. Down with the monarchy. I want to what's that? I'm down with I'm down with saying down with the monarchy. If yeah, we can get some like Canadian like legends on the back of coins. Like I would absolutely love to see like Avril Lavigne on the back of like a quarter. Drake. <laughs> jv why not that's my that's my pitch actually from now on for why we should get rid of the monarchy so that we can have jv on the coins jv and avril Lavigne back to back on the loony thinking about it doesn't that sound like gold right there oh my god but anyways yes the song of the week is complicated by avril Lavigne. of course she's had so many bangers like skateboard and so much from a happy ending but yeah that's all the time we have this week we hope to be in the studio next week and we'll see you guys next week And uh, don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Got it. I always forget who's supposed to say. (laughs) 